scripture lesson for today, a rather brief one here for All Saints Sunday, we are featuring 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not yet know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet be re been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. The word of the Lord. Well, people of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. Many of you out there have heard me reference movies at many different times. I've done it in many different sermons. Pop culture is one of my go-to things. And I've also, in addition to focusing on certain movies, I've got a specific genre that I go to quite a bit, and it's Disney movies. Now, I have to admit, as my kids have gotten older, they're both teenagers now, I don't see as many of the newer Disney movies as I always used to. But I think with a great deal of fondness about many of them from, from when my kids were younger and even when I myself was younger. And as I think about Disney movies, I can't help but think that they sort of have a structure that we go through. There's always a lot of music. There's usually that hero's journey that's going to go on throughout the course of it. And there's, the, in addition, with all the music that goes on in Disney movies, there's always at least one song that features the main villain. Now, folks, if I'm talking about Disney movies, you probably know which one I'm gonna reference. It's very much my go-to. Almost every time I say Disney movie and we're in a sermon, it's gonna be The Lion King. And I'm not talking about the new live action one that came out here just a couple years ago. I'm talking about the original animated one from back in the 90s. It's wonderful. It's, I think, maybe the greatest animated movie of all time. And in this case, it's applicable again. Villain song. Most of you probably have seen this movie and you remember the villain Scar. He's the brother of, of the, the, the head lion at the beginning. And, and he talks in this one song that he's got, it's called Be Prepared. And he's singing and he's, he's speaking with, with the whole group of hyenas who are his like little cohort of, of backup guys. And he's saying in this whole long song, he's like, be prepared because things are gonna change. Be ready, be ready. And it ends with that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful line, be prepared. This idea of being prepared is the one that I wanted to zero in on. There's a sense right at the tail end of the short passage that we have today for All Saints Sunday, where we have a similar idea. And I want to unpack it just a little tiny bit. We hear right at the end that those who have hope in the Lord will purify themselves as he is pure. Now it's talking about Jesus, as Jesus is pure, as God is pure. But as I unpack this, as I looked at this in the original language, I realized that to be pure or to purify, that's, that's kind of a perhaps tricky thing to figure out. And so I looked into it a little bit more and there's a couple different ways that we could think about this or a couple different words that we could utilize. Now, another one is to sanctify, which again is another kind of tricky word, but another one is to, to be prepared, just like Scar and his, his song in the movie. Now this word, this idea, it pops up several different times, many different times, I should say, over the course of the scriptures, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. 
And it usually revolves around the idea of preparing, uh, preparing either people or individuals to encounter God, or sometimes it's in the case of, of getting ready for uh, a religious festival or a, a holiday of sorts to just prepare yourselves to be ready for it. We find it all the way back in the book of Exodus when Moses and the Israelites are at the, the, the mountain of God and God says, Tell the people to prepare themselves or to sanctify themselves or to purify themselves for I will come among them. And we see it in the New Testament as as individuals purify themselves or prepare themselves or sanctify themselves to to get ready for some of those religious festivals that I mentioned a second ago. So it's an idea that kind of comes around. It just means be prepared. Now, what I think is important for us to really look at especially as we think about this idea of preparing ourselves for whatever it is that's going to come next, it almost indicates this idea that there's something we have to do, that there's something we have to achieve, almost like we have to go through a ritual or we have to go through some sort of special washing or we have to rub oil on ourselves or we have to avoid this and do this or we have to say this and not say this, all this idea that there's something that we have to achieve, some way that we have to be ready for what is going to come our way in the future, this unknown thing that's out there in the future. Now, as I think about the future, and what's coming our way, this unknown, this speaks also into the mentality that comes up within our scripture for today, as well as this day that we are remembering. All Saints Sunday, when we think about the age to come, the life to come, the life that we have been promised through Christ, when we think about the here and now, the life that we are experiencing at the moment, the good and the not so good, the the wonderful things and the broken things all together, And then we also think back and we remember those saints who have gone on before us, those those blessed people, those wonderful people who now live in our memories, who came before us, who who we encountered, who shaped our lives, and now they have gone on through death. All Saints Sunday is kind of an interesting situation. It's one of only only three different times in the church year when we really zero in on this idea of death. The other ones are Good Friday and Ash Wednesday. But here on All Saints Sunday, we are acknowledging death, and yet we are also celebrating the life of those people who have come on before. And not only that, but we're also celebrating the fulfillment of the promises of God upon them as individuals. Now, oftentimes, if you've been part of our our community, if you've been local, if you've ever been to a funeral that I've led, this is something that we kind of do. And in fact, I oftentimes talk about the, the, the tension that we find in a little bit of a both and. That when we are at a funeral, we are feeling the sting of death, the sting of loss, the pain that surrounds death, and yet we also celebrate the life of the individual. Now, of course, it goes without saying that sometimes that's a little easier to do, especially that second part, to celebrate the life. It's easier in some situations than it is in others. Oftentimes, we think about the the people who have lived a long, full life, and in the end, they they are claiming their their reward, or the, 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 the promise of God comes to fulfillment for them, and that's what we remember. That's the promise that we cling to, and that's easier in those situations than perhaps someone younger or when there's a tragic death of some sort. But this is what we do. We, we recall the tension. We call to mind the tension that lies between the, the sting of death, the pain, and as well as the fulfillment of the promise. And this is what we are doing today. 
And we also feel that same tension, that same sort of tension in the, the idea of that which is now for us and that which is not yet come to fulfillment for us. And we find that. We find that in the scriptures. When we see the love of God is manifest in the claim of God's God, God upon us as beloved children. And in fact, it even says that. It reminds us that's who we are. For we are claimed as God's children and we are. What we will be has yet to be revealed. Now, folks, as I think about all of this, all of this different stuff, as we look back at the memory of the blessed saints, those people who have come before, whose life and whose example has shaped us into the people that we are now, whose, whose blessed memory is a wonderful way that we think back to the ways that we now have arrived at this time, and we do celebrate with them. We, we acknowledge the promises that have come to fulfillment for them in whatever form or spirit or soul or place or location or whatever, whatever plane of existence, however, wherever they are, they are experiencing the fulfillment now of God's promises for them. For us, that's future tense. And we lie on this side of that barrier known as death, that, that separation which keeps us in this life, in this reality, in this way of being from whatever it is that, that God is bringing towards fulfillment for us. Now, as we consider all of this, all of this strange ideas, and maybe these are some big ideas that I'm throwing out there as we consider the past and our present and the future and those things which we experience now, as well as what we consider in the unknown fulfillment of the promises that God has made. Maybe this is all just strange to think about. But I believe that this is an ongoing aspect of the greater story that God is up to and that we have a place in it. Recently in our confirmation class, we just kicked off talking about the biblical narrative. And the very first thing that we always talk about is the creation story right at the beginning of the Bible. And however creation kicked off clear back whenever, all the way back in history, when God said, let there be light and started it off, God began a process of, of bringing the world, bringing the reality, bringing existence towards ultimate order, chaos towards order. That's God's story, and it's still ongoing. It's not completed yet. But the wonderful thing of this great, large, all-encompassing story that God is up to in our reality is that we have a part of it. That is the promise. As we think about those who have, who have died, those whose example has shaped us, we realize that their story becomes, has already become a part of God's greater story. Their example has shaped us, has taught us, has brought us to this point. And one day, one day we too will experience that which they already have because we all experience death. We all owe one death. This is something else that I say in sermons. There will come a day, there will come a time when we all experience it. That's just the reality that we live in. But the promise is that that's not the end for us. The promise is that death is not the last word in our stories. God gets the last word, and God's word is that I have claimed you, you are loved, you are beloved, and death, the end of this existence, is not the end of your existence. There is more, and you are a part of it. You are an heir to that promise. You have been claimed, and that is already
That's the now that we live in. That is the claim when we say we are children of God. That's part of us now. And our existence now, the life that we live in the here and now, the life to come that we will experience on the other side of death, that is all part of us also joining into God's greater story. The wonderful aspect about this life that we lead, this promise of connection that we have with the one who made it all in the first place, is that we get to be part of this larger story. And may we also live our lives now in a way that we too will influence those who come after us so that one day our memory will also be one that will be celebrated and remembered as they too go through the same process that we do today. Throughout all of this, we go round and round and round. It's this cycle. There are those who live and then their memory becomes a blessing for those who live and then their memory becomes a blessing for those who live, and so on, and so on, and so on. And it's all a part of this larger, grand scheme, this grand story, and the blessing of it all, the blessing that we cling to in our own baptismal identity, the claim of God upon all of us, the time when God's promise becomes tangible for us, is that no matter what comes next, in that unknown that unknown barrier, whatever lies on the other side of it, that which we do not yet know, which has not yet been revealed to us, the promise remains that we will receive it. And folks, if there's one thing that we get in the scriptures, not just here, but throughout the course of the scriptures, when we get these little glimmers of whatever it is that lies on the other side, folks, I don't think we're going to be disappointed. We started this off today, this message, talking about being prepared. And the thought that as we look towards the future, the unknown future, is there something that we have to do? And I've already said it once, but I'll say it again, folks. The only thing that we have to do is nothing. Because the claim of God is upon us. The action of God is upon us. And it's about God's action and God's words and God's promises to us that we are already prepared. May we hold on to that in the midst of times which are troublesome. In the midst of a day when we remember perhaps with, with love, but also with pain, those who have died, who have gone before us. And they have entered into the reality of that promise, as we one day will too. They were prepared because of God's claim upon them. We are prepared now because of God's claim upon us. Amen.